You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Beginning your Bibles open, if you would, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. It kind of uh, leads us into tonight's uh, message, which is entitled God's Wisdom versus Man's Wisdom. God's Wisdom versus Man's Wisdom. So what do you do when a church starts wanting it to kind of lighten up a little bit on, you know, the teaching and the preaching of so much of the Word of God? For instance, I I visited with a couple this last week, and uh, they were telling me they went to a church service, and it was the Christmas service. And it was an opportunity to tell about Christ and lots of visitors, and and um, to share the you know the reason Christ came into the earth. They told me how frustrated they were to leave that service because what had been shared with that congregation and that opportunity to share with so many visitors was somehow. The pastor had just read a story about a ballerina, which I'm sure had some storyline to it. I'm sure there had to be some significance that they were going to try to tie it back into something else. But this family never caught it, and they were so disappointed that things have lightened up so much. I will tell you that there is a major push on, and, and the, you know, the two forces in the world, God and Satan. Satan doing everything he can to try to get the Word of God out of our lives any way he can do it. Whatever institution, our public school system, our, our colleges, even our Bible colleges, and um, especially the government had better not pray in Jesus' name, and on and on we can go. Get rid of those Ten Commandments, but... It's a sad day when those thoughts have worked their way into the church. They had worked their way into the church in Second Corinthians or First Corinthians two. Did I tell you Second Corinthians? It needs to be First Corinthians because that was going to be a strange set of verses. When I was uh, when I was early on in my preaching. Uh, maybe I'd been pastoring for several months, and I did that. I had everybody turn to a wrong passage, and I just read it. I was so lost. I tried to preach a message on it. I, just, I was just saying things. <laughs> it was kind of like a ballerina story, but <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. So I learned just to turn back where you're supposed to be now. Would you look with me and notice... What I have been saying to you is what Paul is trying to get across to these Corinthians because that was the push in this church. What's so important about the Word of God? Why, why the Word of God so much? Why not a little more culture into the message? You know, blend it a little bit. A little bit of the Word of God, a little bit of this, and so on. And so Paul is really trying to get into the hearts of these people to get them to understand it is the Word of God that changes men's lives, plus nothing else. And if you can bear that in mind with me, maybe it'll make a little more sense as we are reading these verses, okay? Let's pick up uh, chapter 2 and verse 6. We'll read through the end of the chapter here. Howbeit we speak wisdom 
among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would, have, uh, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him, even so, by the same comparison, uh, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. If you're going to know the things of God, it has to be the spirit of God teaching. Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, the natural man being somebody that's not saved, does not have Christ in them. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they, um, they, the things of God, they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they, those spiritual things, are spiritually discerned or understood. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Praise the Lord for that. Now let's pray and we'll get into this. Thank you, Lord, uh, letting us be into the Bible again here tonight. I would pray for your guidance and direction. So please help us as we go through these verses, open our eyes to it, and may we learn to grow by it. May we be stronger, established as a result of it. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. So there were a, um, at, Cor- at Corinth, a group of people, they just couldn't understand why Paul wanted to preach the Bible all the time because that just seems like what he did. Corinth was only about 45 miles from Athens and was infiltrated with the philosophers and the orators from there. They were questioning this importance of preaching what Paul would call the Word of God. And it was constant from him. It was all they kept feeding. He kept feeding to them. But Paul, through this passage tonight, lets these people know that uh, the only ones that will get any value from the preaching of God's Word is going to be those who have the Holy Spirit of God residing in them. No wonder the Word of God was ho-hum to them. It was just like pretty much any other of the philosophical writings that they read. Interesting, but no more important to them because they didn't have what it took to turn the lights on for the Word of God to make sense to them. Consequently, they, they got away from the Word of God, obviously, and never really got into it, and were trying to get the Word of God kind of pushed aside out of this church. Now, let me say this real fast as we get into this tonight. The same thing can happen to Christians tonight. When you get away from God and your walk is not with God, your desire is not going to be so much for the Word of God, I can tell you that. When you're not living right for God and you're kind of walking in darkness instead of in the light, uh, then you're going to find yourself kind of not liking what you're reading, or uh, you're not going to understand a lot of things 
as the Holy Spirit could be sharing with you what you really need to know. So that's really a critical statement as we're working our way down through here. Let's look at some of these thoughts, and I'm going to try to kind of talk a little quickly and work our way through this. Number one, um, if you're note takers, first of all, biblical preaching is only wise to those who are saved. It's only going to make sense to somebody that knows the Lord. Look in verse 6 with me again, and please follow along. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. Okay? Paul tells them that the one who's going to understand the value of his preaching is the one that is mature. You might even be able to say, there's two schools of thought. You read all the commentaries. There's one guy that says this and another guy will say that. One guy says it really is talking about the Christian who has really grown in the Lord and has matured to the point that the Bible has begun to make sense to him. I, I rather tend to believe it's just talking about those who are saved because everybody who is saved has the Holy Spirit, whether they've been saved one day or for, you know, 50 years. And that same Holy Spirit through a yielded body can still open the eyes of somebody to a truth. And so I, I really believe that's what God's really trying to say. Those without the Holy Spirit, guys, they cannot understand the wisdom of the Bible. I love to listen to politicians who you know their lifestyle. I mean, you know how they live. You hear it in the, in the news. You hear their, uh, you know, their lingo and what they vote for. And yet, you know, they'll join in with everybody else. God bless America. Or they'll throw out some little quote from the Bible um, that it's just a little byword to them, having no real clue of what God really meant by that statement whatsoever. Because it does take the Spirit of God inside a man to understand the Bible. But it's even more specifically referring to the Christian, you can say more specifically to the Christian who is advancing in the study of the Word of God. I I will give it that much. I think anybody saved can understand through the Holy Spirit some things from the Word of God But hey, guys, listen to me tonight. Those of you that came tonight wanting to hear something and wanting to learn something, you came with an open and a tender heart. You didn't come all distracted from work and now you're still sitting here trying to get over what happened today. You're here because you wanted to hear something. I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit has more ability to shed more light on things through you than the person who's been distracted by the things of the world. Either you're carnal lifestyle or something that went on through the day. Light can't shine through a dirty window. Do you understand that? And uh, so anyway, so it's talking about Christians who've matured along the way. They can begin to see what others cannot see. Have you ever noticed that? I, I remember sitting under the preaching of an older pastor one time and I was sitting in a meeting. It was Jer- Jeremiah Metzinger and I happened to be sitting together And this man was preaching from a passage of scripture I've preached from, and I had drawn everything there was to say about that verse already. There was nothing else to be said about that verse. That guy was about halfway done with his message. And I remember sitting there going, I looked at Jeremiah and I said out loud, have I ever even read this verse before in my life? That guy was drawing so much from that. He was much older, had been in the word of God longer, and, and it wasn't maybe so much that he wanted the Word of God any more than any other pastor in there, but he'd sure been at it a while, guys. You, you ever noticed, uh, for instance, if I, if I go and look at a painting, and some of this, what do they call this new kind of art, pop 
uh, I don't know what it's even called, but it looks like what my floor looks like when I'm done painting a wall. You know, just stuff spilled all over the place. And they charge $100,000 for one of those paintings. And I, I'd go in there, or let's say it's something that's, you know, it's a decent picture. I'd go in there and say, man, that's a beautiful picture. I'd pick out little details of things that I got to see on there. That's me. I'm not an artist, but I noticed some things. But you get a genuine artist to go in there, guys, and he goes and looks at that. That guy begins to pick out the brush strokes, the kinds of paints and oils that he used, the kind of canvas that it was on, and how much of a difference it made because he did this under this kind of lighting. And I'd stand there and look at him like, whoa, where'd you get that? Well, from years of study. I'm just telling you tonight, those who are interested in the Word of God, who have a real desire, when you go to the Bible and you really want to know the Word of God, God will begin to turn that light on. And as time goes on, guys, the light goes deeper and deeper. It's just the way it works. Now, remember, you start off with milk and you can drink the milk. And as you get older, it kind of turns into, you know, hamburger and then the steaks. Man, that gets really good. But can you imagine feeding a steak to a little baby? And they would choke on that. But God, as we mature, begin to open our eyes to those things. And it's the same with the faithful student of the Word of God. They're going to see things uh, that the casual reader of the Bible just would not see. But they will mature to that point. And you will grow in the Word of God if you'll stay faithful in, in God's Word. So number one, biblical preaching is only wise to those who are saved. Number two, biblical preaching and teaching simply is not wise to this world. They just don't get it. Now, back to verse 6 again. Look down there. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. I'll, I'll just say the saved. Yet not the wisdom of this world, <clears throat> nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. Um, so, secondly tonight, the biblical preaching, the word of God, <clears throat> it's just not wise to the world. They just don't get it. Biblical preaching means nothing to those who aren't really right with God. Number one, they're not saved or we're backslidden. I can honestly tell you that. I did not want my mom and dad uh, preaching to me about things when I wasn't walking with God. It was it grated against my spirit. There was no connection inside. That's the way it is with a lost man. He doesn't know the Bible. It doesn't make sense to them. But but God wants us to know the Word of God. And it's the Word of God that will change men's lives if their eyes can just be open to it. I, um, let, me, let me make a confession to you. I like Andy Griffith. Mayberry, what's those last three letters? RFD. I like Don Knotts. I like Barney Fife. They make me chuckle a little bit, and it's halfway clean stuff that I, there's not much of it left in the world. But I want to tell you something. I would not use the Andy Griffith show to be the subject of a Sunday school series for my Sunday school class. Anybody say amen to that? You say, oh, that'd be foolish. Anybody say amen to that? Oh, you kind of like that, wouldn't you? I didn't hear a lot of amens in there. There are churches that do that, have taken Andy Griffith, play that for their Sunday school class, and you know, they draw some principles from it. You, see, you notice how Barney did this, and then how Andy came in with that, and little Opie, and you know, and I'm like, really? 
I can understand that. That's maybe where the, the world might be, the level of morals where they, they might be at that point. But guys, Christians need the Word of God. It's the Word of God that changes the, the life of a man, that turns a, a drunk into a man that wants to have a solid family, turns a man with addictions into a, a man of God that wants to walk straight for the Lord. It's the Word of God that does that. I've never had a man come up to me fresh out of prison and say, my life is transformed. I watched three series of Andy Mayberry RFD, and my life has changed. But it is the Word of God that will change men's lives. Um, in a lot of churches today, biblical preaching has been replaced by political or social issues that are going on in the world, in public schools, and many of them, <clears throat> um, the Word of God has been removed. Biblical teaching is forbidden in many cases. There are Bible colleges. Are you listening to me tonight? There are Bible colleges who've dropped the name Bible from their name so they could get more government money. <sighs> okay, let's take Bible out of our name. We'll get a little bit more money. I mean, really, what is their background then? I mean, what Paul wanted the Corinthians to know was biblical preaching is not the wise and successful way to accomplish things according to this world. They're not going to stand on the principles of the Word of God. You take a, all right, you take a Mike Pence. Is there anybody here that doesn't already know that Mike Pence is a very strong Christian man? He is. He's a very clear testimony. Uh, loves the Lord. Would love to see people get saved. His words. That's, that's tremendous. And, and I have heard people sitting around coffee tables making the statement, well, what happens if we get rid of Donald Trump is now we've got Mike Pence, <gasps> one of those real Christians that would live for God. Then what would happen to our country? I've kind of heard that from people before. Yeah, well, maybe we would be a country that would stand tall again. I think we're getting a little more taller than we used to be, amen, and a long way to go, but... There are folks who don't want the Word of God, and they don't understand the Word of God. And these Corinthians cared more about what the people of the world thought than what Almighty God thought. That was the problem with this church. Paul saw it slipping into the church. He's like, we've got to get this rooted out. We've got to get God's Word back, not just you know, important, not just uh, prominent, but preeminent once again. And that was what he was driving for. Number three tonight. Biblical preaching is hidden from this world. That's the next key. It's hidden from this world. Look in verses 7 and 8. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Yep. So to this world, their eyes are still blinded to the truth. Now you want to put your hand right there on your Bible and, and flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Just a few pages to the right. Come on, let me hear those pages rustling. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Sounds better. I saw you guys out here just doing this. All right. 2 Corinthians 4. Everybody there? Look what God says about the, the lost in verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath... By the way, who's the God of this world? Satan, obviously. 
who the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Interesting wording. The old devil comes along and keeps the blinders on the lost man's eyes and does everything he can to make a Christian look like a foolish individual and does everything he can to try to get the lost man to get lost things into the the house of God. And I'm just telling you, uh, it's going to be a drive into the churches. They're going to do everything they can to try to get churches from uh, not preaching about certain subjects that they feel like is not, I can't even come up with the right words, uh, politically correct. And uh, everything they can do to try to get us to be more like them and more to the place where the world will accept us. But I'm just telling you guys, the world's blinded to that. Uh, It's been hidden from them. Satan hath blinded their eyes. And if you remember, hey, Jesus even started talking to the... um, religious world in his day in parables because they didn't come with an ear to hear anyway so he spoke in parables so that they couldn't understand it clearly you say well that's mean no there was a very clear intent of his on that part the reason he did that was so that those who really had an interest would come up to him and say that didn't make any sense What were you trying to say in that parable, which his disciples did? And anybody else that had any interest in it really did. They wanted to know, what does that really mean? And there was their opportunity to prove that they had a sincere desire anyway. Rather than casting his pearls before the swine, he taught it to those that would have a desire and let them come to him. So, once we fall under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, we get saved. The scales fall from our eyes and we have spiritual vision that we have never had before. And what was once a mystery is now made known to us by the preaching of the Word of God. I heard a man given his testimony that said, Man, before I was saved, I would read the Bible and I'd sit there and think, What in the world do those Christians see in this? And he'd, he'd say, I'd sit and look at them and they'd go to church all the time. And I'd think, Man, that's, there's nothing more foolish than that. Till I got saved. And man, when I got saved, he said, there's just something I can see about the Bible now I have never seen before. Well, no, no wonder the light that once was blinded to the, you know, the lost man, the blinders have been lifted off and now he can see once again, or finally. And if those who took Jesus to Calvary had been able to see uh, those same truths, there was no way they would have wanted to crucify the Lord, but their eyes were blinded. And what we need to remember is that the only way for lost men to ever come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and be made free from their sins is through the faithful preaching of the Word of God. That is really the only way. And uh, I loved hearing the kids quote all those Bible verses. Even if they looked out at some of you parents and smiled and, and giggled and waved at you and all those things, still that Word of God is not returning void in their little hearts And God is transforming their lives. I praise God for that. One day, uh, many of them who may not know Christ as Savior yet, maybe those um, eyes, those blinders will be lifted, and I'm sure they'll come to know Christ as well. Just really a blessing to, to think about that. Number four, biblical preaching and teaching is not discoverable, is not discovered or discoverable by this world. And look in verse 9. But as it is written, and this is an Old Testament prophecy, 
out of Isaiah 64, it might say that beside your verse. As it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Now let's just pause there. So again, biblical preaching and teaching is not discovered by the world. So being so close close to Athens, like 45 miles away, where all these philosophers were, Paul knew the people in this area, and sadly, even in this church, would want to philosophize everything. In other words, they would, here's what they want to do. Um, The people of that day and the culture of that day, kind of watch this now, okay? They would take uh, a philosophical book and they would open it up and they would say, here's what so-and-so says about a subject. And they would, they would read that and others would look at it and parse those things and look at them and, and tear it apart for a little bit. They would take another book and do the same thing. They would take a portion of the word of God, read it as if it was just like any other book. It had no more significance to them than anything else. And uh, he knew that what was going to happen was that they were going to want to bring the very word of God right down to the same level as everything else in the world. Guys, that's what the world still wants to do today. Paul knew that. Paul was trying to put a stop to that. He wanted them to know the word of God was preeminent. And only the Christians, those who know Christ as Savior, those who had the Holy Spirit take up residence to live inside of them, those are the only ones that can really understand this precious word of God that God has given to us. He's trying to clear the air. And make sure that it it did not work its way into that church. Um, But the problem with what the world was wanting to do is, um, you can dissect the word of God, the lost people can. But without God's spirit inside, you'll never be able to understand what you are reading. They just won't. They're going to walk away. They may scratch their head. They may say it's interesting, but I just don't get that stuff. So Paul gives these Corinthians... Three thoughts from Isaiah 64, there, we, we read there in verse 9. Number one, you cannot gain biblical wisdom just by reading it with your eyes. You'll never gain a knowledge of the word simply by your own deep studying. Number two, you can't gain biblical wisdom by your own ears. And then the obvious one, you cannot gain biblical wisdom by your own heart. Following your own heart. And your own mind will never make you biblically wise. You mean, preacher, if I'm really diligent reading the word of God. And I study the word of God as hard as I can. That I cannot understand the word of God by my own personal study. That's true. Unless the spirit of God is leading you. I've known backslidden uh, preachers. Or teachers get up and teach the word of God. But there, there, was, there was no real truth coming from them. They had been, and I, I'm not saying they lost their salvation, but there was no real understanding in their own hearts and minds about the truth of God. God has got to be the one who helps you understand the wisdom of his word. Uh, he's the one who will help you to blossom and to understand things that you're not, you've not understood before. If any man uh, lacks wisdom, let him dig deeper and deeper. Is that what the Bible says? Guys, think about it. If any man lacks wisdom, listen to what God said. Let him ask of God. 
but giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. And it shall be given to him. I believe that's James 1.5. Um, so wisdom really can only come from the word of God. Let me say this. Can you, can you look up here? I want you to hear this. I'm not going to have to ask this question because I think most of us are, are much alike in reading the Bible. But I think many times many of us will go to the Bible and we, we will you know, be genuine about wanting to read and understand the Bible. But we read it and it was just like I didn't get one thing that was said there. I, I wanted to hear something, but I will tell you guys, if you'll just pause, just bow your head and genuinely say, God, this is who I am right now. This is all I have. I give you everything I have, but I need you to open my eyes to understand some things today. I'm not getting what you're saying. You'll be amazed at how God will begin to open your eyes to some things that he wants you to see for that day. Uh, many people have studied God's word in their own strength They've attended seminars, they've gone to different uh, meetings, but have really never blossomed because uh, they stay at the same level year after year. They're just not spiritually minded. They kind of resist the Holy Spirit's promptings in their heart. Consequently, they stay in their own ignorance. Have you sat, hey guys, look up here. Have you ever sat in on a church service in a subject that was running right alongside of your heart? That was true of you? began to convict your heart and began to talk to you about issues in your life and you ever have you ever just kind of went hey click and you sat there and smiled at the preacher and nodded with everybody else but you were not listening to what the spirit of god wanted to say to you you're never going to blossom that way you're never going to grow in christ until you ask god's spirit to lead you in uh, what he's trying to say number five biblical preaching and teaching is revealed by God's Spirit. I've been saying it all night. Look in verse 10 again. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Can it get any clearer? For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Man can somewhat understand things about a man. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but, are you missing this? Listen, which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Man, that's such a great set of verses for me. The only person who can enable a person to grow in a deeper relationship with God and His Word is the Spirit of God. And the more we yield and listen to God's Word, the more mature and wise we become. Guys, the more faithful you are to the house of God. You ever hear a preacher like me say, you know, it's good to have you here on Sunday morning. You ought to be back on Sunday night. And truthfully, you ought to come back on Wednesday night because it'll help you so much to grow in the Lord. And it will. And the person who willingly submits themselves to the teaching and the preaching and the faithful reading of the Word of God will find yourselves growing and maturing in the Lord like never before. The person's spiritual depth level is determined by the Spirit. The Spirit of God examines our hearts and He sees the condition of my heart. And He can tell if there's a genuine spirit there or not. Or this fake, distracted spirit. And nobody's going to ever fool the Holy Spirit. You're sitting in church or reading your own Bible. Your heart's a thousand miles away. Or maybe it's already at work. 
or it's back somewhere else. And, and God knows that. And when your heart is not there, guys, the Spirit of God's not going to be able to feed you. Stop and get things right with God. Ask God to you know, feed you for that moment. It's the Spirit that enables a, a better understanding of what is stated by God in His Word. So when God's Spirit sees that we truly desire to know God's truth, then the Spirit begins to light up our soul. He allows us to go to a, a whole different level, guys, than where you are even now. When he sees the genuine heart and the genuine spirit that you have, that's just like the Holy Spirit turning the knob up just a little bit higher. Remember, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. It's under the teaching and the preaching and the personal studying of God's Word that your faith will grow. So, if I ask you the question tonight... Where is the listening and study of God's word on your priority list? If you had to be frank and honest about it, where am I at my level of willingness to really let God speak to my heart? And it's a priority in my life. Verse 14 says, the lost man will never have the Holy Spirit to teach him what he needs to know. Verse 14, but the natural man, the lost man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because the things of God, they are spiritually discerned. It takes the Spirit of God. And I want to just say this, don't argue with a lost man. Don't argue with him the Bible. Just feed the Bible to him. Uh, eventually, whether or not somebody thinks there's a bullet in the gun or not, eventually the bullet's going to go off whether they believe it or not. Amen. And if you keep firing the word of God at somebody, whether they think it's real or not, eventually the conviction of the spirit of God will begin to set in. But it is the word of God and it is the only thing that will change men's lives and mature us to the place where we need to be in the Lord. Amen. So be in the Bible, stay in the word of God and, and, uh, and let God strengthen your understanding of his word. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.